You're listening to Real Talk with MBK, a podcast designed to raise emotional and relational consciousness. I'm your host, Mary Beth Konis. Real Talk with MBK will regularly cover sensitive topics, so this podcast is for adults only and may contain adult language. Also, Real Talk with MBK is not offering any psychiatric or medical diagnoses. We're here to open up conversation about the beautiful, gritty experience of being human. So if you're ready to awaken your mind and ignite a more creative approach to your life, you're in the right place, and welcome. Oh my gosh, I'm back. This is crazy. I have been off the grid in a hole, trapped inside my house with two youngish children. I know that I'm not alone, um, but it feels really weird to be back in front of my microphone and, I don't know, just in the work world. It's so exciting. Um, So thanks for listening. Today, I want to talk about a little bit of what growth has been happening in the quarantine for me. So, because I think, I mean, I've heard a lot, all my friends, people are posting about quarantine 15 and this, you know, everybody's snacking and the refrigerator is my best friend. And I mean, it's just so true. It's the quarantine has been a complete upheaval of our daily routines and all of our, um, normal life. So how have we adjusted and, um, restructured and learned how to self-accept and love ourselves in the midst of everything changing. It's been very difficult. And so I want to talk about, um, a little bit of my process through that because here's how it started. It started before the quarantine, like way before, um, last year I was probably the leanest I've ever been. I was, um, working out, doing some animal flow and just body movement type workouts and they were intense like hit workouts a lot of hit workouts and stuff but which is high intensity interval training um but I didn't do a lot of weight lifting which is what I normally did but anyways I was trying to nurse a shoulder issue and just um kind of work on some smaller muscle groups so that's kind of how it started but then I started intermittent fasting right around May and, or maybe I did a little bit before May last year, but either way I was doing it hardcore. I had worked up to about 16 hours a day, um, of intermittent fasting. And if you don't know what it is, just research it yourself. I'm not going to get into it right now because I don't do that anymore. Um, but what's awesome is I was feeling great. I was sleeping well. I had a lot of energy, um, throughout the day and I just, I felt great about my body. I really liked the way I look and particularly for me, it's my stomach. I had two children. One of them was a 10 pounder, which really has nothing to do with what my body looks like because it was three pounds different than, or more than the average baby. So that's like... Let's put that in perspective. Yes, she was a large baby, but I gained the same amount of weight with her that I did with my son, who was almost nine pounds. 
Um, so it really doesn't have anything to do with the size of the baby. It just has to do with all the weight gain and the size of my stomach, which was huge. So I've got some, you know, that's just like my, my area. That's where I collect fat um, when I put it on. So last summer I was looking lean in my stomach and I was loving it. Um, but then came July or uh, August, God, what month? And I started getting this hormonal breakout on my neck, like this acne, insane cystic acne. It was the worst of my life, which I've had acne in my life um, pretty much since I was 14. So uh, I was like, what in the actual hell is going on with my body? Um, and it was really an opportunity for me to practice what I preach. And, and I really do believe this. So I was, I got really introspective about just listening to my body. And I was trying to find answers and figure out maybe what was going on with my neck and hormones and stuff and why that was breaking out. But I really couldn't figure it out for a while. But it was still in the back of my mind. I was just being conscious of it. Like, my body's talking to me. It's saying, yeah, you think you're healthy and lean and looking good and feeling good, but, like, we know something else is up. And so I was like, am I being healthy? I don't know. So fast forward to November. That was my birthday. That's when my eating starts to go downhill because I start drinking a little bit more or at all, and eating cake and cookies, and then the holidays are right after that, and then I'm just, I make the whole Thanksgiving spread, and, and then I eat it all. So um, that was happening, and then Christmas and all that stuff. So everything with my eating just kind of got a little off. I wasn't intermittent fasting quite as um, rigidly or um, being as regimented with my eating. And then, and the hormone, the breakout was happening all from August to I think I started noticing around Christmas time or a little bit after Christmas, it started to like have a little bit of reprieve, like maybe not as painful. Gosh, it was so painful. It was awful. Um, so I was like, okay, what have I been doing different? And I do know that with hormones and particularly acne, whatever in your skin, whatever you were doing three months ago is showing up on your face today. So I was like, okay. And I was counting backwards and like trying to figure out all the math. And I realized the acne really kicked in, um, in August. So fast forward or rewind three months. And that would be like when I was doing the 16 hours of intermittent fasting. And I continued to do that through the fall until around my birthday. So then early November, um, and December, so that's all of November, all of December. And then a little bit of January is when I started clearing up about, um, sometime in January. So I was like, that's interesting. And then in the middle of January, I heard this podcast that was so enlightening and I'll have to look it up because I can't even remember. I think it was Wellness Mama and I can't remember the author 
of this book, but she wrote a book called In Flow. And um, she was on the podcast talking about uh, circadian rhythms and this one other rhythm that females should know about called infradian rhythms. And I was like, what is that? And it's this whole other rhythm that women actually operate in and all the health and diet research and um, fads, just everything, everything comes out based on the circadian rhythm, but women actually operate based on the infradian rhythm. And I was like, wait, what? And she said, the worst thing you can do when you are a female in your reproductive years is to, can you guess, intermittent fast. So I was like, oh, shit. I mean, I was doing a hardcore, and she was like, it will jack up your hormones so intensely. It's not even funny. I mean, women will bleed more or stop their periods, not have their periods, not be... Um, regular, there will be sleep issues, insomnia, or just crazy, everything. Your hormones touch every part of your body and your lifestyle. So for me, it was acne, of course. And I was like, oh, mother F. Um, so that is when I for sure stopped intermittent fasting. And then I fumbled through the next two months, like, I don't know what to do with myself in the mornings and with eating, because when I was fasting and I would start my day with a green smoothie uh, or start my eating day, I, I just felt great. I'm like, okay, I'm already off to a good track, good to a start, off to a good start. So then I would work out and my workouts would be good. And then I would want to support my workout with my eating the rest of the day. And so it just all worked together. And now that I didn't have that start, I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I was just kind of eating everything. Um, and I tried to manage it, but I was like really thinking about it all the time. And, um, I've already, I'm already a little bit obsessive about food. So, uh, meaning that I'm always thinking about eating and I want to know when I'm going to eat next and what, and how long I need to prepare and where I need to get it and blah, blah, blah. So I fumbled through January and February and then March was coming and I'm still like, gosh, I don't know what to do about my workouts and my food. I just got to figure this out. Something sustainable that's not intermittent fasting. And then COVID hit and the quarantine. And I was like, oh, shit. I ate a lot of cookie dough, um, you know, made with all organic ingredients at least, but still, it was a lot. And... I was not feeling good about myself. <laughs> I gained weight. And for me, five pounds, you can, I can tell. My clothes don't fit the same. You know, I'm just dragging 10 pounds. Like, that's, that's a game changer for me. So, I was getting to seven pounds-ish, moving up. Oh, and I was weighing myself every day like a freaking psychopath. And I finally got to the point, I think it was maybe April, early April. No, it was maybe mid-April where I was like, you know what? 
screw this. I am not weighing myself anymore because it was depressing me. It was like really making me depressed. I was thinking about it. Every time I ate, I was like, well, I guess you're going to just keep on gaining weight. And I guess it doesn't matter now. Nobody's even going to see you because we're stuck inside. Like all this yucky self-talk. And um, so, you know, this is all part of my process. I'm giving you the long story because I want you to know how the brain works and how consciousness works and how we take it step by step. Like it doesn't just start with, oh, I figured out my problem and I have all the answers and I'm immediately fixing it. Like it takes time. So <laughs> I stopped weighing myself and then I was like, you know what? Again, why don't I practice what I pe preach and really practice some hardcore self-acceptance here? And I like to, it's easy for me to accept myself um, when I like what's happening. Like, that's easy. But when I'm super emotional or I'm irritable or I'm gaining weight and I just see my belly jiggling all the time, I'm like, hmm, that's a little bit harder to accept. And there is such a fine line between loving yourself and nurturing yourself well and challenging yourself and pushing yourself to grow and expand and continue to live at your highest. So I was just really trying to find that line of not eating or restricting my eating because I was feeling guilty or punishing myself um, and then also not working out because I ate certain things and I had to work it off and things like that. All of that doesn't feel good to my inner self and it's not nurturing and it doesn't cultivate a world and a peaceful internal world for me. So um, I started with not weighing myself and then really just practically loving myself around food. And again, I said I'm a little bit obsessive with food. I mean, I think about it all the time. So what I started doing was just getting conscious of how often I was thinking about it. And then I realized pretty quickly that I, I'm like a, like Rain Man. If I want some chocolate, I'm like, what did I eat today? How often have I been eating? When did I start eating? When am I going to finish eating? How much activity have I had? Have I been moving? How many steps? Did I work out? How intense was the workout? Blah, blah, blah. And I will calculate all of these things in before I allow myself to eat the goddamn piece of chocolate or have the glass of wine or whatever. And I'm like, mm -mm, something's off there, <laughs> which I've suspected for a while. And um, But it all just came to head in the quarantine. And I had time and mental and emotional space to look at it. So I was like, I'm finally, I'm just going to address this this obsession with food and my body. Because I really had, I think it was maybe a couple years ago, I kind of started thinking about my body as like a canvas or a piece of art. And I was like, I want to sculpt it and see how I can make it look its best or make it look different ways and this and that. And so it was kind of like this little project 
Well, it started off innocently, I think, and then it turned into obsessive, um, and then it turned into, like, I'm condemning myself and really um, feeling shame about eating and not being as active as I was yesterday or whatever. So I don't like any of that. I like to have a peaceful, loving environment inside my head. So I started, or I told myself, I am not going to think about what I ate all day. If I want to have a glass of wine, I'm just going to have it. And I'm not going to allow myself to think through the day. And the first time I did it, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. It's like when I was a teenager and I had some freedom. And I was like, oh my gosh. I don't have to think about what I did all day because what happened was when every time I'd replay everything I ate throughout the day, I would, the guilt and the shame would just start packing on my shoulders. So then as I drink the glass of wine and I'm like, I would be like, well, I'm just a fucking glutton now. And there it is. Just bring on the weight, you know, and I, or I'd say, you know, well, I'm going to have to work extra hard this weekend and no days off and blah, blah, blah from working out. And it was just not serving me. That whole thought process was not serving me. So um, it started there. And then what it's turned into is just speaking positively, pointing out what I am doing. Because the thing is, is I do eat really healthy. I mean, on the scale of health, I would be towards the end of the spectrum of very healthy. And that's a terrible example, but, but I am, I don't eat a lot of junk food. Everything I eat at home, which has been through the whole quarantine is organic. Um, you know, it's quality food I'm making and it's real. I don't eat a lot of stuff out of the pantry. Um, there's not a lot of processed sugars. Again, I had the cookie dough, but I would cut the sugar in half for those and it still seemed really sweet to me. So like it's absolutely ridiculous that I would be shaming myself about the food I'm eating. Um, so I've just been, I've changed the dialogue in my head and I'm, I'm noticing the choices I am making and why I'm making those and how I'm choosing to love myself through them. So it's really changed. I just, I stopped, I still don't weigh myself because I don't care. I'm like, I'm not trying to stay at a number and, or reach a number because for a while I was trying to get to a number, like gain muscle. And then I was, you know, trying to stay within this certain range. And then when I'd get over, it was just every day it would be guilt and shame and I'd wake up with it and I'd go to sleep with it. And it's like, why? I'm going to look back in 10 years at my 36 year old body and I'm going to be like, God damn, you look good, but you never let yourself feel good and you never enjoyed it. You were always wanting more or something different or whatever, or you were just freaking hungry all the time because you didn't eat enough or you couldn't play volleyball for three hours because you had no energy after an hour and a half. You were just dead. Um, and that was what was going to be real for me. So I was like, I don't want to do that. I really want to change the way I look at myself. So I pretended I was 46 looking back at my 36 year old body and 
just admiring it and loving it for what it is. So every day I wake up and I pat my belly <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I look for abs, but sometimes they're not there. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. But either way, I'm like, I just thank my body for giving me two children. It is such an honor to be their mom and to have experienced growing them inside of me and the extra flab I have because of it is not a bad thing. I am not mad about it. I love it. I do it over a million times to have them. So I just, I do that every day. And then as far as food goes and the way my thought process goes there, it's like, you know, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. And if I really want some chocolate, I'm going to eat it. And if I really want some wine with my friends, I'm going to drink it. So that's about how that goes now. And I do, you know, I'm not, I don't have an addictive personality. I don't usually binge eat. I don't emotionally eat. Um, because I, I mean, I really don't allow myself to, if I feel like I just want to sit there and shove a whole thing of whole bag of chips down my throat, which I have at times, that's when I go and journal and practice some self-care before I do that. And then if I still want to, then I do, but I rarely do uh, still want to. So everything's in moderation. Um, aside from food, when I'm hungry, I will keep eating until I'm full and satisfied. <laughs> now, yay, pat on the back, Mary Beth. <sighs> that was my clap. I gave myself an applause. But um, I just wanted to share that with everybody because... This has been a monumental shift for me, and it crept in slowly over a few years in the workout world and, like, seeing all these girls on Instagram, and I'm like, God, my body doesn't look like that. I don't look as fit as her. I'm not as strong as that, or I don't have that many muscles, or you can't see my muscles because I ate that chocolate last night, or I drank that wine, or whatever. And it just slowly developed into this like self-betrayal in my thoughts and, and kind of just betraying my honor and loving myself and nurturing that. So I'm coming back. I'm getting centered and grounded there and it feels good and I want to teach my daughter how to do it and my son. Like this is not just for women and females. Um, there's just something really sacred about your body and connecting with that and and it, I I really honestly want to say like for me in the context that I have my body is not um, a piece of art that I need to mold and restructure it is my haven and it is functional for me um, so that's where I'm working now to just appreciate my body for why it was made, which is to carry me, my soul and my spirit and my heart into relationship with people and into experiences and moments that are impactful and lead me to growth and expansion. And, and it, leads me to moments where I overcome and find my strength and see 
what I'm capable of. Um, so in my workouts, you know, yesterday I was working out and running and I hate running more than anything, but I do it because it is a mental challenge for me as well as physical, obviously. But, um, while I'm running, I'm like, listen, you can do hard things. Let's talk about all the hard things you've done. And I kind of go through this reel of my life and all the struggles I've been through and all the things that I've overcome. And I'm like, so guess what? You can run 400 meters without stopping four times. Like you can do that. Like just do it. And you can pick up the pace today because you've been doing it at the same pace for six years. So like time to maybe go a little bit faster. Um, anyways, so it's this workouts for me are such a practical way to challenge my mind and over like see that I can overcome. Um, so that's why I really enjoy doing it. And I just, I'm stronger and I feel capable in the rest of my life. I can pick up heavy things. I can carry my children, even though they're like (laughs) approaching preteen age, you know, like it's not a struggle for me because, I regularly work out. So that's very beneficial to me. And I love that. Um, so anyways, I hope that you can learn to love your body and get conscious about where you are not and how you are not and make small adjustments and mental shifts and, um, change your frame of mind and perspective about some things about who you are and where your value is and what, matters and what doesn't um you know a flat stomach just really doesn't fucking matter it just doesn't what matters is health and longevity of life and quality of life so um that is my my little food and body testimony today and i hope you can love yourself well um that's it for today guys This conversation isn't just for me and you. It's for friends, family, colleagues, and our children. Please spread the enlightenment with your people. If you found this content to be helpful, be sure to leave a favorable review wherever you're listening from. And if today's real talk was really talking to you, send it to a loved one so they can join the conversation. Thank you again for listening and investing in the betterment of you and the world around you.